Hello and welcome to Side Dish, your podcast about Longmont, all the stuff you want to know and very little that you need to know. I'm Eric Zappa. I'm Brady Stuffel. And I'm Annie Larner. Awesome. How are you both doing today? How is your week going? How was your Thanksgiving? Quiet. Yeah. Yeah, real quiet. We had a chicken. Just a chicken. Eh, whatever. Um, Chad and Sierra came over and it was nice. So it was a very pleasant um, thing, but it was quiet. We came over, they came over on, the, on the Friday because um, you know, that her family had a, an actual thing. But um, my folks came down with, with the old thing and uh, they stayed home, which is, you know, that's that's what you do. You get yeah. sick. They're vaccinated. Yeah. They're doing well. Didn't see him. So uh, it's too bad. And now we got the new variant and all that. So who knows what will happen and when at this point. So, yeah, Thanksgiving was was quiet. And we cooked together and we made a Jacques Pepin's mustard chicken. Nice. Really nice. good. Fancy. Simple recipe. Nice. That yeah, sounds it's, cool. It's actually Fancy. really simple. He's got a <laughs> show called uh, Jacques Pepin, like Fast Food My Way, I think is the one. He's done so much. And it's just, it's all relatively simple recipes. And it's a, it's one that turns out really good. It's really tasty. Some of it's really weird. Like, ah, it's this, uh, we're going to, we're going to use, what you find in the cupboard is it's beans and sardines. And it's like, whoa, all right. I don't think I want to eat that, but I'll let you make it. <laughs> it's totally fine. No, it's cool. Uh, you know, in follow-up to our chat last week, the Thanksgiving meal I ended up at had like four different cranberry sauces. Wow. It was like, there was like a jalapeno sauce. There was like one that was more jello based they, mm. and they were all delicious. I definitely spooned a little bit of each of them. They were outstanding. I thought you nice. were going to say uh, the eating the turkey was and the turkey roughly, was not dry. <laughs> roughly equivalent to baked wool. <laughs> like, it was delicious. I, I, no, it was, it was awesome. The, the, the guy who made the turkey this year, he's a friend and he, he knows how to smoke meat really well. Knows mm. all the pellet grill stuff and, he spatchcocks it, and it was nice. amazing, actually. Good. That's really, really cool. Good. So not dry. So that's cool. Not dry. Yeah. Not dry good. at all. Well, I happen to run into Brady over at our you know, unofficial cracker sponsor, cheese cracker sponsor, that yeah. is. Meatco cheese Oh, nice. Yeah. nice. So we ran into each other there, and um, so it was cool to see you there, Brady. Yeah. And we're like, I'm really like, I don't know how to talk to you in real life anymore. Uh, I know. It's kind of weird. <laughs> we were both like, uh, kind of socially awkward. Yeah. Yeah. It was, but we were at Nico, and I'll say um, we were out shopping. And it was shortly after my birthday and I had some, you know, birthday money blowing a hole, burning a hole in my pocket. I'm like, ah, I'm going to go to this, this, uh, coffee shop that Eric's raving about all the time. And I will say, I get it. I like, I like it. It's very cute in there. Um, the mugs, um, I, you know, there's, there's stoneware or like, um, pottery and then there's pottery and there, the stuff there is nice and the stuff there you're going to pay more for, but it's like a they really nice mugs and, um, stickers and, all sorts of other wares are, are down there. So it's, it's definitely worth checking out. And it's just fun and cool and kissy. We also went to um, the new toy store down there. Oh, wow. Toy store. Let's see where. It's in the, and I, I don't know where we're going to buy Crosley appliances from a, a certified retailer. Anyway. Wow. I'll say yeah. that because that yeah. place is out. Um, I looked up the Crosley place after the fact. And apparently they're good. They're good products. So south of uh, Benny's on like, what is it? The third. Oh yeah. Block, third block. Yeah, it used to there be was, like an appliance place, right? Yeah. Is that what you're saying yeah. certified yeah. Crosley dealer. You're, you're yeah. cert- and I didn't know what a Crosley appliance was. What's a Crosley? And I never saw anybody in there and I like even the people selling. And so I guess I wasn't surprised, but they sold it. They painted it and there's a bunch of toys in there now. Um, so we went there and I also went to absolute final shout out to them. Love that place. We've talked about it on air and off air. I found a T-Rex's album, uh, bang a gong and all that. Yeah get it on um so 
that's a good that's a good jam. Eight bucks. Uh, worth the eight bucks. So see yeah. now, I think nice. of that song and how I went to see Power Station at Red Rocks. They were a lead nice. in, yeah. Uh, that no, that's a bad '80s reference. That's not nice, Brady. That's creepy. So, no, it's like former members like, of Duran Duran. You know, forming what like, a band. Like, what do you, you know? got? Yeah. It's obviously creepy. Like Duran is like Duran Duran. I like Duran Duran. Um, yeah, Duran Duran and uh, T Rex. But T Rex has some good jams. It's actually a really solid album. And I think the guys from T Rex or the the lead singer died in a plane crash. I think so. Um, yeah, yeah. And for anybody who's wondering, I, I'm pretty sure that the opening track from uh, my one of my favorite albums, which is Brothers by the Black Keys, I think that's basically a straight rip off of the first song from. Oh my gosh, I love that record. It's so good. It's super good. <laughs> and Duran Duran. Speaking of things that are hard to sing, before we got on, Duran, we were Duran. talking about yeah. how yeah. hard uh, yeah. sound of music, some of the music in that is to sing. Duran Duran is very hard. Yeah. Um, a really oh, new man on Monday. Come on, you know I was building that out this weekend, actually, in front of my family. <laughs> it's ordinary world. Is that one of theirs? Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, actually, it's really funny. I just heard a brand new song of theirs on BBC Radio. I mean, it's weird. I never would have predicted that Duran Duran would be the one that would last every outlast everybody. Well, I mean, when you're looking at it, you're going like, well, hmm, how much staying power does like the Pixies have, or? Yeah, it's, it's like, still still weird. I mean, those '80s groups, I would never have envisioned Duran Duran would have lasted. It's yeah. bizarre. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can actively hear like like tumult happening in the band sometimes between <laughs> songs. <of> certain. <laughs> yeah. You bleep and die. You know, yeah. like yeah, like that type of stuff. No, no, exactly. we're just playing. We're yeah. just playing over here. Exactly. Just, just hanging out. Yeah. Just, just hanging out. I went to um, All Sales Vinyl. My son and I checked that place out too. It's yep. pretty cool. It's a very small record store, but you know mostly new stuff so if you're into new vinyl then that's that's that should be a place that you should check out yeah they're mostly I thought the prices were pretty good so yeah for new stuff i would say so yeah. um it's yeah. i like digging through stacks um but if you want sealed records there's some pretty good stuff up there yeah yeah with my biggest qualm and i gotta say like sorry audio files my biggest qualm with a lot of new stuff is that it's 180 gram and i i like to just put an album on and then like make dinner yeah. but with 180 gram is like it's super high fight and like ah eric's giving me a hard time about wait, wait, you gotta music. Catch some of us up here. What's 180 gram? What is that? It's just, it's like, um, it's audiophile quality records. Yeah. And so what they do is they like, they put fewer songs on a side. Yeah. For sound quality purposes. And then you wind up flipping the disc over. Yeah. Because it takes more space up or something. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And And so like, you've got 15 songs and you got two or three on a side. And so you got like four, Mm. six sides for an album. And it's like, okay. Um, So you just like, all you do is you, you put it on, you walk to the kitchen, you cut a little bit, socks are done, you go back out, you flip, you wash your hands, you go out, you flip the thing. Yes. <laughs> you have a jazz album that it's like four songs on one side and it's really annoying. So yeah. And well, I actually I kind of like I kind of like the old sound anyway, like the skips, the right. It's kind of the, the point of like the record, right? Yeah, it really little, is. I mean, yeah. if I want it to sound perfect, I'll just you know buy it digitally. So right, it, right. Yeah, yeah, it's all good. So hmm. it looks like our guest is trying to get in. I don't know if Tony's here yet, but do we hmm. want to mention anything about Longmont? <laughs> well, we can go back. You know, it just depends. We adjust, we adapt. This is the show for adjusting and adapting, but um, I'll adjust, let Tony overcome. kind of plug in. We can kind of talk about a couple of things here about Longmont, but um, uh, a few things that I have down is city council is going back to going virtual. So yep. as yep. you can imagine, many things will probably be virtual again. So I was just uh, asking at work about that today too, because <clears throat> we don't know. I mean, we just don't know about this new variant. Um, yeah. They said, Oh, it's, we're going to try and quarantine or try and um, restrict travel from where they found it. Cause there's a lot of cases in, in South Africa, not just the, the country of South Africa, but 
the you know the southern part of Africa as a continent, and then they found it in Europe, and we found it in, in California now. So that's your your Omicron minute, and then we just don't know if it's going to make people more sick, if it's more transmissible, blah blah blah. We yeah. do know that there's been a bunch of changes, and it might get past the vaccine, and so nobody's really sure what to do. I, I don't know what to do. Yeah. But, you know, it's more data needs to come in. We don't really know. So that's kind of where we are right now. And the other thing to own to mention is actually I can make a wisecrack about city council meetings being virtual versus live is really a major difference. I mean, you know, it might be better to have it Zoom. So, you know, anyway. All right. Shout out to all those city council members I know. But anyway, it looks like Tony has joined us. And Tony, um, you are meeting the side dish gang here with Brady Staffel and Annie Larner. And I know you, you, Annie reached out to you to be on the show, and we really appreciate it. So, yeah, um, well, well, good afternoon, good evening, whichever it is. Yeah, right? whatever it is, and is it- it's that in between? It's very confusing. Think, yeah, yeah. <laughs> evening starts a lot sooner this time of year. I think that's, so. That's true. And is it uh, Chacon? Yeah, Chacon. Chacon. Thank you yeah. very much. And you are the redevelopment manager of the sorry re- redevelopment and revitalization manager of the city of Longmont, correct? Uh, yeah, that's actually my role, but they yeah. uh, scratch out the revitalization piece, and oh, I just okay. kind of put that in there myself. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I had the pleasure <laughs> to meet you. Actually, I, I'm not into. I'm not necessarily into eliminating or demoing everything. Sometimes revitalization <laughs> actually works. So. I think I had the pleasure to meet you during the performing arts center kind of conversation a while back, and one of the people. Right. Yeah. 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 So you are you're sporting your CSU Rams uh, wear there. So obviously hey, somebody around this right. office has to be. Yeah, that's true. It's did you, did you say you came from a meeting in Boulder? You went and rocked like a meeting in Boulder with your CSU wear on? I do it all the time. Yeah, you do it all absolutely. the time. That's brave. Gotta rub it in. Although yeah. there's not much to it's rub It's good in practice. Lately, so. We want someone with thick skin doing these redevelopment projects, you know? You know, I'll, I'll tell you a real quick story, though. My son goes to Wyoming, University of Wyoming, and I went up there to visit with him a couple of years ago, and I'm sitting in a cafe or a restaurant or something like that. This woman over with her family and such is staring at me, and I'm wearing this black pullover with a CU logo on it where I went to school. And she gets up after they're done with their meal and she walks over to me. She goes, you can't wear that here. And I said, we're not even in the same conference. I've got Wyoming stuff. I just don't wear it right now. And she goes, you know, but it's the attitude. And I said, you know, I'll, I'll own that. We are kind of jerks. So yeah, I'll own that. I won't wear it again. So <laughs> well, I can see you. I'd uh, have to uh, kind of agree with her to some degree. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Anyway, Tony, enough of that. But I just wanted to see, um, I know we wanted to have you on to kind of talk about how things are going in the city of Longmont as far as redevelopment and uh, no mm-hmm. revitalization because apparently you're demoing everything. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, paint, paint. <laughs> Paint, yeah. not jackhammers. Yeah. You know? yeah there you, <laughs> go. you can kind of tell our listeners about, you know, what is going on in Longmont or what's exciting for you as far as yeah. what, what the city's working on for that perspective. Yeah. So, so persons that are maybe familiar or not, uh, Longmont, we're pretty much landlocked in terms of growth to the outskirts. You know, Boulder County was nice enough to uh, encompass us with open space all the way around the city. And then, Firestone, of course, decided, uh, hey, let's be right next door. Mm -hmm. So with that, uh, we've been really focusing on what can we do with the interior part of the city, particularly particularly those areas where there have been challenges, uh, deteriorated conditions, uh, buildings that are old, dilapidated, and so forth. And of course, one uh, occurrence was the massive flooding we had. uh, Was that 2012, somewhere around 2013, yeah. 13, yeah. 
uh, which effectively uh, wiped out a lot of the uh, development along the river there and uh, made some of that development less desirable than what it, it was at one time. And so we uh, are looking at that particular area. There's two projects that we're focusing on right now. One is the first and main transit station project, trying to get some improvements there that would support um, RTD's interest in uh, more immediately bringing uh, the uh, bus rapid transit that would run between Boulder and Longmont. And then of course the uh, renowned uh, trans or rail transit project that we may see one day in the future somewhere, but uh, what we are doing is at least uh, planning ahead for that instance. Right. And That's the one of those projects, I feel like I need to take a little bit better care of myself if I want to see that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, you, you look youthful enough. You actually may be around when they start working on it. So yeah, I don't know if I will be there. <laughs> <laughs> so, Tony, is the the main trans, the first and main transit station, is that what I've been hearing is like the kiss and ride and that sort of thing? Is it really like a hub for busing and that sort of thing? Yeah. So w- what we're effectively looking at right now would be a it would be a facility that actually had a bus station embedded into the project. We're hoping to find a development partner that will build us some residential and commercial development yeah. as a wrap around that particular uh, uh, structure. Of course, it would incorporate uh, some uh, structural parking that some of which would be used for the commuter traffics. And uh, it's actually uh, then, like you said, it provides a hub for all sorts of transport modes. So we're not just looking at buses, looking at int- integrating some of the uh, electrical vehicles that are out there now, um, and then uh, also bicycle traffic. And then to tell you the truth, we are placing, looking to place it and design it in a manner so that when rail does come, it will provide uh, immediate access from the platforms wherever they may be located there. So that's what I was saying. We're planning for the future for rail. It's not that we're dismissing it at this time because we believe there yeah. will be opportunity. It's just a matter of when it will come. So where would that be? Do we have a spot for that? Is there something that's planned? Well, right now we're focusing on, uh, again, first and main, uh, mm-hmm. but what we will be doing is constructing an extension of Kaufman Street. It presently ends at First Avenue. We will be extending that down to Boston, and then we will be looking to make the placement of this particular facility along that alignment there. So whether it's on the east side or west side, that's not definitive at this uh, point in time. Uh, We are due to start talking to property owners here in the near future to see what those opportunities might be for some of the acquisitions needed. So Tony, uh, just to visualize it, are you talking more on the Kaufman's is it more on Kaufman or will it literally be on Main Street? Well, Kaufman will be the primary access point Okay. in, in any instance. And, and the reason we've selected Kaufman Street is because, uh, as you may be aware, the city's planning on creating a multimodal uh, transit hub, or I should corridor, down Kaufman Street to about 9th yep. Avenue. And so we're going to tie the two together so that they work in unison. It's really, actually, it's exciting. We had Phil on to talk about the Kaufman Street project, and it, that sounds like a pretty cool project, too, as well. So, Yeah, um, so we work collectively how, on that. Go ahead, Annie. How would the buses, I'm curious, like, like with the bus rapid transit between Boulder and Denver, you catch it, and then, boom, it jumps out on the 36, and it's so fast. So how 
can the buses get out of Longmont more quickly? Like, are they, is the plan to get them onto Ken Pratt and then just on their way? Or is there some other like cheat way that they well, can get out of there? They are evaluating options. It won't more immediately jump onto Ken Pratt. Um, one alignment now would actually be uh, running down Boston to mm-hmm. Hover and then up Hover mm-hmm. to Ken Pratt. But what it will do is have limited stops. So there might right. be one, maybe two stops in that portion. And then on 36, the chances are you'll have maybe one or two stops going into Boulder. Because it would go to Boulder Junction. Of course, that's where the city, uh, city of Boulder put in their right. bus hub, basically, as part of that redevelopment there. Um, right. So one thing that has to be done, though, to accommodate that is getting across the rail pro- uh, the rail right. tracks. Right, that's what I was wondering. Extending yeah. Boston yeah. Avenue. And that is a project that is being worked on by our public works at this time. Oh, that's awesome. And the fun <laughs> thing is they get to work, they get to negotiate with BNSF on that matter. Yeah, that'll take <laughs> uh, decades. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so for people who don't know, Burlington Northern. Santa Fe. Santa Fe. Santa Fe. Rail line, yeah. Um, Tony, I was going to ask you, do you envision that, you know, what I've heard too is two different kind of futures for rail. One would be that it would be on I-25 and we'd have to get out there somehow. So the rail line would be on I-25 and Fort Collins to Denver or wherever. And and it would be all these spurs that would have to get out to that line. Is that yeah. is that still on the table or is that is that well, something that's just so... What you're explaining, realistic? what you're talking about there is the Amtrak proposal. Okay. That's in play. Um, so right now we're still proceeding with this particular project on the premise that RTD okay. and that alignment coming through that location would be in play. Um, as far as the uh, alignment of the proposed Amtrak, uh, we are pushing hard to get it aligned through the existing BNSF rail tracks through this particular location. So I-25 is one option. The other option was actually coming back through the communities where the rail currently lies. Oh, awesome. Mm. Um, Mm. So is one of those you think, uh, I mean, obviously I won't probably be here. Um, You know, I'm guessing given your, your profile that maybe you're a little older too, you're like me, but maybe Annie will be here. Um, Is there one that maybe the Amtrak or the RTD that you'd probably put a bet on? Not to say you're a betting person. Well, yeah, (laughs) actually I'm not. So that's interesting. (laughs) Um, They just take me along to Vegas to basically drive people around. Um, You're the Uber. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's right. There's this thing called Uber out there. Yeah. Shows you my age right there. <laughs> so, um, yeah, if there is some, I would say the Amtrak, if it were to proceed, has better opportunity to move faster than maybe the R2D idea. The primary reason being is that they already have agreements in place with the various rail companies wow. across the United States. Yeah. to utilize existing rail tracks. RTD doesn't have that. And so that's been the big holdup with RTD is the cost of having to lease the tracks from the rail company. And so with Amtrak, they don't necessarily have to go through those negotiations to use the tracks. They have the right to do so. So what it's going to come down to more than anything is the funding and whether or not the Amtrak funds will come through to eventually uh, institute that 
um, that route they're talking about. There was a joke in there when you said Amtrak could be faster. And I thought, you know, the joke is, well, break down every hour and then you have to wait four days to get another Amtrak or no, I'm going to say (laughs) they don't worry so much about the rail crossings. Let's put it that way. Yeah. So, um, Tony, what, what else are you working on? I mean, obviously that, that project alone would consume a lot of your time. Are there other things that you're excited about for Longmont or? Yeah, most probably the most exciting, uh, project on the horizon is the sugar mill. Oh, really? Longmont sugar mill. And what we're focusing on there is not necessarily just the old buildings themselves, but there is about 150 acres of land. 90% 90% of which is undeveloped or vacant. And so we actually have several prospects that are looking at those properties right now. Some of our, um, and a few of them are actually under contract to prospective wow. developers. Wow. And so we're in the process can we, now. Can you preparing. share, Tony? Huh? Can you, think, can you share any more about who those are? No, unfortunately, we can't divulge that at this time. It's unfortunately, it's not public record yet because yeah. they have actually not submitted any plans oh, okay. for the development of the property as yet. So, you know, we hopefully will have an announcement who those prospects would be most probably spring, hopefully. Nice. Okay. <laughs> but the, the more, the, the biggest challenge we have right now is to figure out the costs associated with some of the environmental remediation on the yeah. properties. And the cost to install infrastructure. So the area is totally devoid of any significant infrastructure. It's mm-hmm, effectively, mm-hmm. we've got to have the developers or the city or some other uh, group like the Urban Renewal Authority participate in getting that infrastructure in place. Do we have any info on um, the type of development? So would it be well, it, it, it predominantly it'll be predominantly residential, but it would be higher density residential, more in alignment with like townhome high density townhome projects and multifamily. We are looking to push the idea where we can of condominium ownership condominiums. Nice. In in some of the uh, denser product. And then for the sugar mill itself, we're still evaluating what those ideas might be that we can incorporate into it. But what we don't want to do is just your standard fare. We think there's a great opportunity to utilize it in some really unique manner that would be exciting to the community. So mm-hmm. we're continuing to work on ideas. And I would ask if anybody, any of your listeners and yourselves, if you have any thoughts or ideas of things we might be want to think about for that utilization, we'd love to hear and have you share those with us. Doesn't yeah. mean we would be able to actually accommodate them. Yeah, the more ideas we have, the better off we are in terms of coming up with some creative solutions. And um, one of the things I would ask you, well, I have an idea. But one of the things I would ask you is the sugar mill itself, do you see the silo or whatever? Is that kind of taking that down? Is that part of you think? I mean, it's really, no, really uh, far in the future, but do you think you anticipate? No, actually, actually, we're looking to the best extent possible, preserve as many of the buildings we possibly Nice. Can. I love that. Paint, not so, jackhammers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So I thought you were doing rehab, not revitalization. No, I'm kidding. So we believe the main building that's standing that we can preserve that. There are a couple of adjacent single story warehouse spaces. We can preserve those. Oh, wow. Some of the other buildings where there was, there were fires on a couple of the other buildings. Mm -hmm. We're evaluating whether or not those can be restored because Mm -hmm. the one thing about the sugar mill is most of those buildings actually were built with a, with a structural metal membrane, steel membrane. 
and the walls act were just brick. So you can actually take some of the rumble, the oh. rubble out there and actually restack it. So oh, nice. we're going to see if that's a possibility on some of the buildings. So we expect we'll, use, we'll lose some, but we'll be able to preserve the majority of it. And we're actually even looking for the large metal building that you is highly visible driving down uh, 119. Mm-hmm. We're actually looking to preserve that in some capacity too. I think it's a great idea. Be cool. Yeah. So it's part of our history. We're trying our best in that capacity. Yeah, and the silo doesn't bother me from an aesthetic. It, to be honest, it's kind of the stuff around all the land. You know, it's all the campers and the boats, and nothing against right. campers and boat storage. But you know, peace and love to the campers and boat people. But you know, I just <laughs> don't. I just feel like that's more distracting to me than the silo. And right. um, one yeah, of the, the things. Silo is iconic. It's like a land. Yeah, just like, cool. so let you know, the silos are actually operational. Like oh, wow. Western Sugar. Wow. They wow. actually own them and they they intend to own them in perpetuity. Really? That's wow. where they actually store their sugar and you will see trains through there regularly really? loading up on their sugar product to deliver to the wow. various the packages. No, but <laughs> Great Western, isn't that the co-op? That's the sugar co-op? That's like I believe they're a co-op, but they're basically a massive corporation. Yeah. One of the largest sugar producers in the world. Yeah. Um, and so Great Western actually used to own the sugar mill itself. Mm-hmm. They used to produce it there. Yeah. They no longer produce it there, but they do store it in the silos there. In fact, my I neighbor no who passed away wow. a few years ago was was employed with their with them for gosh, 40 years or whatever. So a long time. So it's pretty yeah. yeah pretty what amazing. we'd like to do is work with them to uh I guess clean up or enhance their silos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, uh, looking at them, they could use a paint job, you know reintroducing their logo possibly into the silos, things like that. Mm-hmm. And then cool. the other feature that we want to preserve, of course, is the smokestack. Yeah. Not that it would be operational, but that it would be a visual right. element. in the. That's plane. cool. So my idea, and in fact, I was just talking to somebody about this is in Hungary, they have these in Budapest, they have these things called ruin bars and they're large spaces. They're former industrial kind of buildings and such. And they're just a really cool place to congregate. And they're kind of funkily, you know, very funky as far as how they're designed. But the integrity of the buildings themselves, the structures is the same. You just walk into this place. It's like just magically different. And it's a very cool experience. So that's one of the things I would say. Again, that's not going to take up much square footage, but these are much bigger than, you know, it's a, it's a large beer garden inside, basically, is what yeah. it turns out to be. So. Yeah. And then that's part of the challenge on particularly in the sugar mill buildings. I mean, yep. there's a lot of square footage. And yeah. How do you fill that square footage? Exactly. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You got to do something a little bit more than that. So, you know, uh, performing like access too like is that. hard. I feel like it's a hard place to get to. I feel like is, are you going to build some roads that would, well, that's part of the planning process we're going through right now is identifying, uh, improvements to connectivity, uh, and not, only vehicular, but we're also looking for bicycle movements yeah. and, and, and yeah. uh, pedestrian movements. And to tell you the truth, given the location of the rail tracks, our opportunities may be better served for, towards pedestrians and bicyclists than they would the vehicle. Right. But we right. will be looking for various enhancements to get vehicles in and out of that particular location. Yeah, actually, it's funny when you go back there, like if you, I think it's Weaver Road or whatever. Yeah. And you take that and you go around. I mean, to be honest, I've never really, I've lived here most of my life. I mean, we a long time in the area and I never knew you could take Weaver road around and then connect over to Ken Pratt. I mean, I just never knew. I thought it would dead end or run into something. So I, I'm surprised about the, the amount of roadways that are over there already. So that kind of surprised me, but 
No. Yeah. But, and it is terrible for like pedestrian, like there's that yeah. multi-use path that takes you all the way out basically east along, I think St. Vrain or whatever, if right. you keep going. And then if you want to turn and come back to Longmont, you just got to come back up. At, like I've tried to run before up through the sugar mill area and it's a, it's a nightmare. You're going over boulevards and you're trying to run across traffic. It's, it's terrible, but it would be so nice to connect some more multi-use back up into that neighborhood up, up pace, for example, where they have yeah. that. Yeah. And, and so, I mean, that's one thing also we've realized is the disconnect from this area, right. from the rest of the green belt along the river there. So the trail you're right. talking about, is actually on the south side of the river. And our project's more on the north side. So that's <laughs> yeah. one area we've got to yeah. breach. And we have the rail track there. Yeah. So we're going to have to figure out how do you get the rights to cross the rail track? The reality is it shouldn't be hard because it's not an active rail track. It's just where they store some of their train cars. And it actually doesn't extend the entire length. The track doesn't. So you would think it's simple, but again, then we have to work with the railroads possibly to get that access. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's where we will be working extremely hard is to gain that access. Because the other thing too, is we want people to be able to walk along that trail, cross over the river at that location. Right. And then enjoy whatever we do incorporate into our commercial. Absolutely. That's fantastic. Well, Tony, we want to get you out and have, so you can enjoy your evening, but could you, you kind of let us know a little bit about, you know, why you would appreciate Longmont or why you enjoy uh, being here and working? Well, I guess, Number one was uh, I enjoyed being here because I was living in Boulder and I like Boulder County and uh, coming to the community of Longmont and it's changed so much from when I was younger and used to come through here. I used to have relatives here and visit and I think it's just a phenomenal town and I think they're on the forefront of really doing some creative stuff. Um, this re- I've been in redevelopment revitalization from the mere fact that the communities I've worked with, they have some great opportunity to do some really unique and innovative things. And so that's why I like Longmont. I like the leadership and what they're pursuing here. And I think we can do great things on some of these sites that uh, will be extremely uh, important to the community, but it's also very attractive to those that want to live in the community. And I think that's also another element of it is that uh, the diversity of Longmont. I mean, I just really appreciate that. Again, having lived in Boulder, love Boulder, but to tell you the truth, it had changed so dramatically. And yeah. I think Longmont it offers that real community type spirit. So I've always loved it here. Yeah, that's awesome. That's a great send off, Tony. So thank you so much for joining us. And we appreciate everything you do for the community. And we look forward to catching up with you later to kind of check in about the um, projects you're working on. So Yeah, you might just want to check back come March, April, see what progress has been made. Sounds good. Maybe good news. Okay. Yeah. All right. Have a great day. I appreciate you inviting me. This is fun. Okay. Thanks, cool. Tony. <laughs> and Thanks, you're Tony. actually somewhat funny there, Eric. <laughs> you were funny. Look at that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, Tony. Bye bye. All right. That was uh, Tony Chacon from the redevelopment revital as well. Re- redevelopment manager for the city of Longmont. We don't do any revitalization, although it sounds like he does. So we're being a little coy there. Um, I mean, the whole like St. Vrain revitalization project, that's what it's coined from 
yeah. one end of town to the other. It's absolutely right. revitalization. No, I think the sugar mill is really exciting. I mean, you know, I'm probably yeah. more excited about that than I am the transit station. I think it gets the transit station. I've heard about it for a while, so it's not nearly as cool True. as or yeah. as, as as new as the. Sugar We've talked about. Oh, there's somebody potentially buying the sugar mill off and on. It's all oh, we've yeah. been doing this show since the beginning of the show, and just before that, I mean, there's rumors. But it sounds like it's it's fairly serious. It's out definitely there. happening. Yeah. Yeah. One of the big issues that they had leading up to it was gathering all of the deeds for like this whole parcel. He's talking about hundreds. There's so many different owners of oh. these different parcels, and to get them to all sell at the same time, sell it to the same person, so that the city can like get like a quorum of parcels, right. and then have something enticing to bring a developer into is a huge challenge. That process just takes years. These things are sitting in. And trusts they're sitting with who knows people maybe not even involved anymore who just want yeah. the yeah. right price and you yeah name it. it's kind of like they're putting there, the uh there. rocky stadium together so you know just trying to figure out all the deeds for the, all the property owners over exactly. there so it's very I, I will say that it is like it, it does hark back to something you said earlier is that we're landlocked uh, around like there's nothing left and we've we've mentioned this before too and all of the stuff that he talked about with planning smart and, and being in, ingenuitive about it but that's a big piece of it. I'm glad to hear that they're talking about higher density. But this probably, too, in recent years has become so valuable that they're saying, look, we can make yeah. money here. We can actually remediate all of the issues that are – because whenever the sugar mill comes up, all anybody says is, ah, yeah, that place is just – I mean, it's just packed full of asbestos. Just pack yeah. full of the no, stuff. It's gonna, yeah. it's gonna be so cool. We will see this in our lifetime. It, from you know the first and main station and that whole corridor all the way down to the sugar mill is oh, gonna yeah. just be dramatically different. Yeah. It is so cool the way Longmont's thinking about this. Not not turning our backs on the river, like facing the river, developing all up mm -hmm. and down it. This is like gonna set us up for another century. It's awesome. And I would love to <laughs> see like just make it so that we can continue to have affordable places to live in Boulder County. It'd be great because right now people. They struggle to find places, and rightly so. There's places selling for eight hundred thousand million bucks. We I feel like we before. touch upon this quite a bit. Affordable, so I probably need to get an expert <laughs> to talk about this for us. Yeah. Speculating is kind of silly. Um, so, That's but all I we will do, go Eric, out. Like, this is what I'm. I know we speculate all the time, but it seems like this theme comes up a lot. Yeah, so, I think having somebody talk about that, I think, would be really beneficial. So, who's probably yeah. much more conversant yeah. than I am. Um, Sounds good. All right, we got a couple of things. Uh, a few other things I wanted to to mention too that I thought were interesting. So, uh, Ralph's Castle sold. That's the old gas station on Main Street view, yeah. and so I'll be curious to know what the is it, is it not Ralph Castles? We should have asked Castle? Tony about that. We yeah, that I should have, but together, you know, I was I more excited he, to hear about the sugar. I know he has, so. he's involved in yeah. everything, but yeah. that was another one when I talked to him two years ago about this. Was they yeah. were trying to get the family to sell, mm -hmm. and then the one behind it to make it yeah. a big enough thing that maybe someone could redevelop that whole lot. But yeah, I know, so I'm now curious the, too. Yeah, the the everybody has passed away from there. You know, they sold it, so it'd be really interesting to see what happens, and hopefully, it won't be a Seven Eleven. Um, <laughs> no, we're getting one of those on the other side of the street. Yeah, across the street. Exactly. And again, not peace and love to 7-Eleven, but it's... Uh, oh, whatever. It's 7-Eleven. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, whatever. <laughs> we can, I'd yeah. like to see something more interesting than 7-Eleven. Exactly. I'll, I'll come uh, out and say it. Peace, yeah, peace and love. Like, don't bring big 7-Eleven down on me. Like, I don't need that. But hey, you know, it'd be cool to see something local or more interesting. 7-Eleven. Oh, yeah. It's <laughs> like, well, like, I think I mentioned this once before on... Um, on the show, but it was like, remember back in the eighties when big milk had everybody convinced that oh, we yes. had to pour a, yeah. a gallon of milk down each child's head every yes. day, or yes. we'd just become these squishy piles of butts that couldn't even walk, <laughs> bear our own weight. 
Uh, I will tell you, I think there's a conspiracy out there, though. I will tell you, this is my, uh, it's not a, I don't believe in conspiracies, but anyway, this one just makes me laugh. I chuckle a little bit because, you know, I went to like the grocery store and I was like, I'm just trying to find regular 2% milk. Yeah. And then I'm surrounded by oat milk, almond milk, pumpkin milk, you know, yeah. like every other nut milk and groundnut <laughs> milk there is, but Cashew I can't milk. find just regular milk. So the dairy <laughs> industry has got to be flipping out. Like, you know, how do we stop this oat milk? They I are flipping yeah. out. I yeah. don't they think are, they want to like have, they, they were actually fighting the word milk with yeah. almond milk and stuff yeah. to like get them to not be able to use milk. Of yes. course they're threatened. Yes. Well, yeah. I mean, but, but like cheese isn't going anywhere. You know, no, like no, no. cheese is great, but I will say, I think that's just as we, and we've talked about this too. I have autoimmune issues and I can't have a lot of different types of foods right now. Milk is one of them. Yeah. And so if you cut dairy out, these other things become more important. And this is a, a family thing. It's, I think it's more widespread. And this is documented that these food issues become more and more of a thing in Western civilizations is, um, you know, we sanitation increases and whatever. Um, and we don't really know why. I think that's a big part of it too. Is I don't like, do you think I want to spend like whatever it is, $84 on a gallon of oat milk? It's like, no, of course not. Like yeah. milk, I like more. I'm not going to drink it like I used to when I was a kid at the rate of a gallon a day. Yeah. Exactly. But, um, you know, I, I would prefer to just buy that. But yeah. So I think that there's something in there. I got, have you heard that long pot? Totally, total deviation. Yeah, have yeah. you heard that Longmont Public Media is doing a local dating show? Yes. That was another thing I had here. And I think that's, oh, let's hysterical. hear it. And in fact, um, Sergio over at the, uh, at uh, Longmont public meeting, uh, media was the one that they kind of have been talking about this for years. And Shaquille yeah. Dalal was their yeah. first. Yeah. Uh, I was watching his video right oh, that's before. Great. How was it? Oh, you gotta go watch it. Just experience it for yeah, yourself. I'm gonna check this yeah, out. Check yeah. it out on YouTube. So is it for locals, like local yes. Longmont people to find yeah. love in Longmont? Yeah. Yeah. They, <laughs> they, they had a few softball questions. They had a couple that were like, wow. Uh, you really asking that nice. right now? Okay, that's great. So, yeah, they interviewed Shaquille, and um, I I know Shaquille. I mean, everybody knows Shaquille, but um, good stuff. So that's it's entertaining. I don't know how long it's going to be able to maintain or whatever, but um, it's fun. So it's fun for right now. So I I hate to you know here's my little let's go tongue in cheek thing. I'm like, have the guys never heard of Tinder? I mean, I'm just I'm just saying specifically <laughs> <laughs> Tinder. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just saying. Or Facebook. I mean, I I kind of I kind of this reminds me of when I was a kid growing so up. How you and I watched Sandy? the dating the dating game, you know, reruns right. or new shows, and it was always hysterical. And I I think it's cool. I think it's kind of fun. I think it's and great. I'm it's sure like a throwback. A, it's like a retro. Throwback. Yeah, there's a nostalgia like, to Tinder it. Yeah. And Bumble and everything. Yeah. Let's let's do yeah. something different. It's kind which of one, which cool. where did did you meet on Facebook or Tinder, Eric? You and Sandy? Actually, Sandy <laughs> and I met in the bar. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. So again, but that's like. I think the theoretical couple meeting too, as well. So, well, yeah, I think a lot of the issue is that people it's, it's harder now. And, um, because it is sort of this like dating as a commodity dating as a service yeah. is sort oh, of weird. It's such, yeah. a, it's such a nightmare. Oh, and I think gosh. people don't know how to deal with it. And so this is, yeah, you know, this is, whether it's tongue in cheek or whether it's, you know, they're playing it straight or whatever, but, uh, it's sort of the, a modern solution to a modern problem, but yeah. Uh, and again, you know, tongue in cheek. I mean, people don't congregate as much as they used to. They don't dance. They don't go to, <laughs> you know, clubs and that sort of thing and other things that you were able to meet people, church, that sort of thing. Right. And I just think anything that's unique and different, you know, you know, God right. bless you. Go for it. So it's yeah, cool. go nuts. Yeah. Good on Shaquille for getting on. Good on, I know. So. Just like he said, he was honest and everything. I'm like, well, good. Cause it would be yeah. weird if you were dishonest. So yeah. It's just, you know, I, I would be 
shocked if they were asking me some of those questions. Um, yeah. And, you know, I'm, this is who I am too. I do this every week. So I have a couple of events too, as well. I want to give a shout out to um, the Longmont theater because they are actually reopened again and they're doing a tuna Christmas. And this is based on kind of greater tuna, which was a huge hit many years ago. And so, great. Yeah. Uh, so November 26th to December 11th. So if you're interested, you can go down to our, Sorry, not go down to one of my old school. Go buy your tickets at the box office. No, just go online and go to the Longmont Theater and, and so see if you can you check it out. pronounce that thing that they're doing? Yeah, Tuna right. Christmas, a Tuna Christmas. It's actually tuna. Like tuna. Yeah, like the canned Yeah, fish. okay. Like yeah. albacore or whatever. Yep, you got it. And the other play was called Greater Tuna, which was a huge hit nationally. So it uh, basically, it's a hilarious comedy of Christmas <laughs> in the third smallest town in Texas. To actually okay. play all awesome. the crazy citizens of Tuna, Texas. And again, it's a hilarious show. So, you know, again, the copy repeats hilarious. So yeah. there's a lot of anticipation there. Ha ha guffaw. Exactly. Yeah. So you can go to the tickets at longmonttheater.org or the box office at 303-772-5200. The reason why I bring this up too is the fact that the Longmont Theater has been closed for a long yeah. time. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, arts... Been- you know, hearts go out to them to be reopened. And I think that's really exciting. Yeah, um, I know that they were yeah. doing some renewing, refreshing, uh, paint yeah. and jackhammers. I think that they were going to do new seats in there or something, if memory serves. They are actually, they took the time <laughs> off to to revitalize the inside. So I'm really curious to see what it looks cool. like. Yeah. So that'll be really neat. Um, the Boulder Far- County Farmers Winter Market is going to be this Saturday. It's officially it's upon us. 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. 95, Did you guys see Nelson the uh, tree light up last tree, week? Yeah, it'll oh, be tree light up, and then the we're going to have parades, tree? you know, and you know all the festive things, Annie, that you just love—the parades and. Oh and yeah, I'm all in, <laughs> all in. Uh, but, more of a but the tree looks great. Go. They did a good job. You know, it they got like, construction going on. Really back, beautiful. So it was a little crazy, but they they did a great job. It's all and they it's also so solved my pet peeve about tree decorations, like in Roosevelt Which Park. Is, my uh-huh. pet peeve is like, if you're going to do tree decorations, do the entire tree. Don't do just the base. And they really amped it up in Roosevelt Park. <laughs> who, just like does, the, who does just the base? Oh, we used to. We used to just do like fragmented trees and, you know, it'd be like, okay, we can't afford enough lights. We'll just do half a tree or partially a tree. No or way. A few, yeah, no yeah, way. It's true. No way. I need photo yeah. evidence. I don't I'll get this. you some photo evidence. There's but no yeah, way. It's like, it's the, like the, the tree equivalent of when you buy a sandwich or a, or a pizza with like a little viewing window. And you're yes. like, oh, that looks, there's so much pepperoni. And you open it, literally the only three were in that one corner. You're like, yeah, dirty. Just. That's horrible. So for yeah. me, the quintessential, really <laughs> cool community for tree decorating downtown is Fort Collins by far. I oh. I think it's just Uh-oh. incredibly beautiful downtown. Goals. So, I mean, not I'm throwing it here. I so. don't know. I mean, but. there were I was driving downtown late last night and I couldn't believe, I feel like we get more lights up every yes. year. And downtown. that's like it's yes. it is glitzing down there. It is yeah. bright. It's crazy. Yeah. And now it's going all the way down to first, which is great. Yep. But it's there's a lot of no, lights. that's that's what I'm giving you know, I'm giving a shout out because we're actually amping it up, which is great. Because before, yeah. seriously, we had these weird you know, uh, automatic like robotic reindeers in the middle of the median that were really right, kind right. of lame. And then we had like <laughs> yeah. we had half decorated trees yeah. every once in a, a while. Few trees. Like, yeah, no, it's true. It's yeah. all the way up now. They've got the yeah. garden lights from yeah you know, business to business. It's, it's really impressive. And then the LEDs, of course, they're getting fancy down there. That's right. Fancy South Maine. Yeah. (laughs) I will say that, like, I think the, the town has changed so much and you see it like in, in my neighborhood, I have seen a lot of houses that had 
what were probably wheelchair ramps built up to the house. Those are gone. The house is then seriously remodeled and rebuilt. And so like, there's just been a change in the community in a fundamental sense. And I think that that is sort of uh, a microcosm of what's happening to the city in a, in a larger sense is there's all of these extra people coming in. Um, what was there is being built up past where it was. And case in point, the people across the street, my, my, my street has always been dark. Not a single person does lights. And the people who bought the house across the street a couple of years ago, they now have been putting lights up this year. So it's, it, it is changing. I mean, it's changing everywhere. So, and so are you so, saying your lights are up, Brady? Is that what no, you're saying? No, 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 no. I did, I did so much of that as a kid. I'm tempted to put a few up, but I'm like, I'm not going to put up like a few lights on this dark street where nobody's ever going to drive by. Because when I grew up, my street was like the destination street in the town where I lived. Oh, oh, and oh. Yeah. A little light pollution for everybody. It was, <laughs> it was awful. And I, I hated it because it was, yeah. people would string garland down the driveway all yeah. the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then they'd wrap that. And so the whole place was, and everybody got together and they made the pulls to hang the garland and they all said, we're all going to do white lights and stuff. And it was one of those things where I couldn't get home. I was late as a teenager getting home because there was just like looky lose like traffic and everything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I you would, know, and this is Minnesota 20 years ago, 30 years ago. And I would have to stand outside with my dad for hours in the like <laughs> 14 degrees. And my toes are like, like <laughs> if anybody would have put any pressure and it would have cracked off. And it's like, I'm freezing my can off and I'm going like, this is just, it's so much, it was so cold. And yeah, we had like a yeah. stick like there's a thing, there's a fiberglass pole that we would use to clean the chimney and we put a, a clothespin on the end of it and we would, you know, fishing up and around and around and around the tree, <laughs> like wrapping it up. So we didn't have, you have partially... all the experience and you, you don't do. even put lights up on your house. Yeah. And, and I've, I've done enough. That. All I'm saying is I've done enough decorating for like 10 people's lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> no, wait a second. Did you do half the tree or the whole tree? We did. <laughs> we didn't have really huge trees. We had like crab apples oh, okay. and stuff that weren't that big. So yeah. we, we did do. You know, um, nice. I have to. I have to share though some unfortunate news in the way of house lights. Is okay. This is like a year ago or two <laughs> years ago. I when I was a listener on Side Dish, I wrote in and asked for Side Dish to investigate. Oh yes, a certain house near which we did. Josh Lake down which we there. did. Yeah, and I, and whether they had their own radio station. And, you yeah. know this house. Yes. Okay, so uh, whatever Lakeshore Drive. This house has sold in the last year. Uh, and it turns out the, the skinny I heard is that the sellers tried to sell, include for free the entire Christmas light setup right. for the buyers, and the buyers rejected it. No. Well, you know, you got to change it up. No right? more yeah. Macintosh Lake Christmas. I'm, All right. I'm since we're talking I'm about sad. since we're talking about this stuff, how do you guys feel about two things? One, the like the what is it effectively a projector you stick in your lawn and blast lights oh, at your yeah. house? Yeah. And then two, the inflatable Santas and, and reindeer and stuff. Where do you stand? Yeah. So I'm anti-inflatable. I'm also uh -huh. anti-disc, but I will say that we have a ton of lights up right now. So I did that this Yay, weekend and job, I am, Eric. I am, you know, I, I love <laughs> the idea Christmas. of like decorating when I can go out in shorts and sandals. Yeah, so yeah. to me, yeah, being, no on, doubt. The, There's being no on the roof here. and sandals, I mean, there's nothing better. So <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we'll, we'll, get, we'll do it this weekend. I'm also against the whole LED show, other than the place at Macintosh. I did enjoy that, I have to say. That Mostly because it was synced was up cool. with the radio, and you yeah. could like sit there in your car and listen. It was so fun. I love that part of it. The ones that get really out of control, like, I don't know, and the inflatables, no bueno, but definitely some lights. Yeah, definitely. I'm not a huge inflatable fan. I just, yeah, so Sandy sometimes wants My to kids enjoy them, inflatable. Though, I'm not doing it, yeah. So right. um, one other thing <laughs> I wanted to mention, too, before we have to 
we have to get off here real quick, but um, impersonators Saturday, December 4th, six to um, it looks like eight 30 at the copper sky distillery. I've not been there, but I know where it is. It's like, off yeah, of, I've never you know. been there either. Yeah. But the uh, they're doing, uh, they're going to have impersonators of Elvis, Frankie Valley and the four seasons. I think that's kind of an obscure reference for anybody under the age of. Oh yeah. I was going to say, so <laughs> <laughs> like, I was Jerry with you Gar- Elvis, <laughs> Jerry Garcia and Adam Sandler. So you're like, yeah. It's a very odd mix. It kind of reminds me of We Are the World. You're both too young to remember that, but <laughs> you had the top stars in the 80s actually right. singing. Oh, yeah. You know, we are the world. Exactly. So you had Michael we Jackson, Huey Lewis, and then in there, you have Dan Aykroyd, and you're going, oh my God. <laughs> why is Dan Aykroyd? <laughs> have you ever seen the Dan Aykroyd Bassomatic skit? Oh, yeah, of course. Oh, my God. Annie, have no. you ever seen it? No. It is horror. It's, no. it's amazing. It's amazing. Got it. Okay. <laughs> It's not you that. just gotta watch it. It. It, is, it. it is no, it is. He puts <laughs> an actual fish. He drinks an actual fish that he puts in a blender. It's it's unbelievable. Like that moment, I just ru- like I ruined the entire punchline. But it's he has what's effectively a blender, and he puts like a an actual bass or some fish in. Yeah, it, blends it up and oh, drinks yeah, it. Oh yeah, yeah, I've it's seen that. Unbelievable. Seen that. That's great. I can't yeah, yeah. imagine it's anybody familiar. doing that on like Saturday Night Live or any other. No. Live right. television show today. That was no. that scene is just, it's it's unbelievable. So Dan Aykroyd, you may have gone off the rails. Uh, he's well <laughs> off the rails as far as I understand it. I think he makes tequila now or something. Um, it comes in a crystal skull or something like that. It's 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 a whole thing. That is true. Um, yeah, everybody I've seen doesn't that. everybody that, those, dist- are, those are crazy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, doesn't everybody distill spirits? I mean, that's what cracks me up. You know, if you're a former actor or whatever, you can distill spirits. Yeah, but they make. I try yeah. to think of who was it, McConaughey. Somebody. No, I'm just ready for the one. side dish tequila. Let's do it. That's right. Yeah. You know, you I tried to order Arby's curly fries vodka for my son because he was joking about it, and I wanted to order it as a joke, <laughs> and they were totally sold out. So I'm so bummed. But <laughs> anyway, yeah, it's it's got to hey, be horrible. All right, this is a that's shout out to. Uh, the dry land when you're ready to what yeah. would you say white label white label a spirit for side dishes interested w- there, we're you, ready. Go. there we're you go ready. Let's yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. you got you got our phone number we, we drink there a lot so you'll we meet do. us yeah <laughs> in fact I, I drank there quite a bit recently and had to go to benny's and yeah i had to have some tacos but that's mm-hmm. not a bad thing <laughs> all right gang i think we need to get out here we probably have uh everybody out a little bit too much but uh you know with our lengthy <laughs> podcast rants about so many things which is awesome um as always we thank andy epler for our intro music uh special shout out to tony chacon over at the uh city of longmont thanks so much for the information about sugar mill and the uh bus station and all the wonderful things that are happening in longmont it's a really pretty cool place to be here and only continues to get better um and uh, as always, you can find us wherever you find your pod content. Certainly rate us, subscribe, tell people about the podcast. That's all I got. Thank you yeah, both. That's, for, that's probably enough. As always. Yeah.